coming at you live from my car. Sitting in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic in the Grand Muta Triangle on a cloudy, dreary Tuesday morning. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, not from the studio this time. I kind of ran out of time this week, and uh, I did want to still get an episode out, so I kind of had to rush to, to do it. Um, this is the only way I could really do it this week, so here we are. All right, uh, let's see. So I hope you enjoyed the last episode. Uh, it took a little extra work to, to get it to work right. Um, but my main boy, my main man, Keith Beard, uh, really came through and, and had a good poo story and, and definitely had, uh, had a great comic book reading. I would like to apologize a little bit for my ramblings. I just was going on and on. I think part of it has to do with I hadn't seen Keith since this last summer, since June. Uh, I hadn't really had a chance to talk to him in a while, so I was just kind of droning on and on there. So I apologize for that. But I still think it turned out pretty good, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a little weird the way we recorded it, but I think we'll be, I'll be better uh, ready for it next time. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, let's see. So what is bugging me? You know, just so many things. I, I've talked so much about just inconsiderate people and, and just kind of how things are going. And it's, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing, but I think something I would like to, um, talk about people that are bugging me, something that's bugging me right now is the empowerment that people feel when they're online. Um, I've had to quash two jackasses this year uh, on Facebook. And, you know, I know Facebook sucks. But I had to quash two dudes that I went to high school with. Um, and uh, not, I, look, man, I've got plenty of friends who are conservatives and, and we have discussions and maybe they even get a little bit heated but then people back off and we just move on past it you know and I'm I'm liberal but I'm not like a bleeding heart liberal I I, I have some conservative ideas and thoughts but you know on the other hand I just want everybody to live a good full life and and uh, part of being in the United States of America is being a, a good happy citizen you know and so um, when you don't have that ability because you get sick and your whole family gets bankrupt, I have a problem with that, you know? Um, or if somebody in your family gets bullet ridden by going to school, I have a problem with that. So, so I'm, I'm liberal in those respects. However, I have the right to say what the fuck I want to say online, right? And it's not that I feel empowered. If you are standing right in front of me, I'll say what the fuck I want to say then, too. You know, I won't be an asshole and attack you or anything. Um, but I will say what I think and what I feel. And I can say that, you know, people who only use things like Facebook and Twitter and, you know, 
Instagram's not so much because it's more just about imagery, but people who get on there and they bully and they troll and all that shit, you know, I'll call them out right now. Uh, there's a guy I went to high school with, and, you know, I actually thanked that guy a few years ago on Facebook and, and thanked him for introducing me to rap because he did. I remember riding in his vehicle from track practice my freshman year. Uh, he gave me a ride home because he didn't live too far from where I, I lived. And we listened to Houdini in his uh, car on the way home. I, I remember it distinctly. He had an eight-track player in that car, and he had an eight-track to cassette adapter. <laughs> I don't know. Boy, we're going back, man. You used to be able to get those at Radio Shack, if you remember Radio Shack. But you buy this thing, and it popped into your 8-track player, and then it had a little thing that flipped up on the front, and you could put a cassette tape in there and listen to cassette tapes. And he had that, and he had the, the cassette tape for Houdini. And we listened to uh, some Houdini tracks, specifically the one I could really remember was Friends. You know, Friends, how many of us have them? Let's be friends. Before we go any further, uh, anyway, we listened to that, man, and, and I, I loved it. You know, it was the early 80s, um, more towards the mid-80s, I guess, at that point. I had heard a little bit of rap, but it wasn't too much into it. But, yeah, I just dug Houdini, and I, I liked that song, and, and he kind of introduced that to me, you know. And, and so I, I told him thank you a few years ago, actually, on Facebook. So flash forward to now, and, you know, I'm expressing a little bit of anti-Trump uh, sentiment, you know, uh, kind of against the guy who, it seems, uh, who is allegedly uh, sold out our country. And yeah, I know, you can say the same thing about Obama and all that stuff, but I certainly don't remember uh, him getting help from foreign countries to win elections. But whatever, whatever. I don't think Trumpy people, I don't think people that are Trumpies are true Republicans. And I don't, I'm not even sure about the Republicans that are in office right now. I, I have my doubts about them for aligning themselves with Donald Trump and agreeing with things that he does and says and supporting this man who is, I'm sorry, man, he is atrocious and an embarrassment, not just to our country, but to humanity. I've never seen a more piss-poor rich boy in my life. That guy, the, the amount of money he was given in the 70s, he should be a multi-multi-billionaire. And instead, he has many failed construction projects where he hasn't paid people. He's bankrupted so many businesses. And it's just a run-and-gun scam garbage deal. And the guy is not a success. He never really has been a success. He's had buildings erected with his name on it and then not paid the people who built them. And anyway, it doesn't really matter. The point is this. So if I get on there and I want to poke a little funny jab at Donald Trump or something like that, that's my right to do that. Um, well, doesn't think it is. You know, that's his president. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Fuck you. It's my right. And it went back and forth to the point where he basically sent me a private uh, message and said, 
delete me, unfriend me. And I was like, all right, motherfucker, here it comes. And not only did I do that, I blocked his ass too, because I know that if somebody's going to get to that point, then they're going to get to worse and they're going to behave even worse. The funny thing is I had hundreds of other posts, thousands of other posts since I've been on Facebook and never said a fucking word about them. But boy, as soon as there was something against his boyfriend, Donald Trump, he had to come screaming at me. You know, I'm saying that it's weird the love and the fascination these people have with Donald Trump. You really, guys, you can't pick a worse idol. You can't. And, and even if you want an idol and you do want to support him and all that, my God, what is wrong with you? I mean, I have people that were idols and stuff, you know, uh, plenty of them. You know, I, I loved Akira Kurosawa. I, I love uh, plenty of famous directors, Stanley Kubrick. Um, hell, I even love Quentin Tarantino to a certain point until he talks, I guess. But I don't love them. I don't support everything they say. I love Kevin Spacey, too, man. thought he was... And he's an amazing actor. I mean, incredible. The Jack Lemon of our times. But boy, when that shit came out about him, I was like, oh, crap, you know? That's unfortunate. I loved Michael Jackson, man. But man, I'm pretty sure he did some things that are wrong. And, and I can't support him anymore. You know? I mean, some things that are seriously wrong. So I understand... Uh, really liking somebody and wanting to support them and all that stuff. But there comes a line at which you as an adult human have to make your own decisions. You can't just blindly follow people. Doesn't matter who the fuck it is, but especially when it's just constant negative, man. I, I Hey, I, I liked Barack Obama, but you know what? I don't have Barack Obama posters up in my fucking house. <laughs> you know? I mean, Bill Clinton, though he cheated on his wife, I supported that guy, and, and he was a good president. He left us with a budget surplus, which was quickly depleted after he was out of office. But uh, I think he did a pretty good job through some hard times. and But I never... Uh, blindly followed everything he said. As a matter of fact, when he was impeached um, for, for perjury and stuff, I was not supporting his behavior, and I wasn't supporting what he does. I, I detest uh, cheaters. I, I don't like people who cheat on their spouses. And I'm not even religious, by the way. I just think that it's wrong. You made a promise to somebody, and you have the ability to a reason, and you're an adult. Uh, you should be able to you know, keep your ding-dong in your pants and be a big boy. Anyway, people that are empowered by being on Facebook or whatever, and it's like, motherfucker, I remember you. All right, dude? And, and I'm just saying, you're not fooling anybody with who you're pretending to be. Um... But the word fool does come to mind when I see your blind support for a guy who obviously has been up to no good. 
And even if you don't believe he's been up to no good, still, dude, it's it's kind of sickening how in love Trump supporters are with Trump. It's pretty gross. Insane, really. It is insane. Um, and then the other one was B. I went to school with him as well. Um, and, you know, I came out and said something on Facebook last, maybe a couple weeks ago. And it's something in regards to, you know, it turned out that Trump actually asked China for help uh, in this upcoming election as well. Uh, some help investigating Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son, um, not the deceased one, obviously, and some apparently or allegedly nefarious activity they were involved in, um, which has been investigated, but it doesn't really matter. The point is, even even if whether he was guilty or innocent or whatever, Joe Biden and his son, you can't, as our nation's leader, ask hostile countries for help to win elections. Seriously, man, you cannot do that. And if that's what's going on and you support that, then you are, just like I said in this post, you are un-American. You're not an American because that is not how Americans behave. That is a horrible activity. It is illegal and it's fucking absurd. And so I got this long diatribe back from saying, uh, you know, and this is, dude, uh, I mean, I was your guys' Facebook friends and stuff, but to be honest with you, I really don't give a flying fuck about you guys. I, I don't fucking know what you're up to. I don't care what you're up to. I know you're up to voting for idiots. You could say the same about me with Barack Obama. That's fine. Um, I, I'm having a tough time deciding on a Democrat that I would vote for this time around. But I, I know the only reason I say Democrat is because I know I ain't voting for Donald Trump ever. I'll vote for him, uh, you know, when, when it's time to vote for him to go to prison. I'll vote for him then. How's that? Okay? But you two motherfuckers, I don't know what you're up to. I don't know about you. And to be honest with you, I don't care about you. You know, you could just as well be in jail or wherever. I don't wish anything bad on on anyone. But at the same time, I don't fucking care what you're up to. And I don't care what you think about Donald Trump. And if you don't care what I think about Donald Trump on Facebook, here's what you do. You just skip past my shit. Like I skip past dumbass shit all the time. Stuff that I don't like or I don't care for, I just skip past it. You know, learn how to mute people. If, you, if, if you're a fucking, if you're not an indie idiot, you know how to mute people so you don't see their shit anymore. But apparently what happens is uh, these guys were online and were seeing my uh, anti-Trump sentiment <laughs> and they don't know how to mute my voice. So they'd see it and it would just fire them up little by little over time. Now, they might blast past the 100,000 posts of my kids and how they're doing great in scouts and doing great on swim team and helping people out, you know, being raised as right as I can raise them. They skip past all that and they don't say shit. But boy, as soon as I attack their buddy Donald Trump, man, they're after me. So you know what, man? Fuck you guys. 
I fucking blocked him. And I that the funniest quote was this. I think it was uh said I love Donald Trump being my president. So choke that down. Choke that down. Dude, I don't fucking care enough about you to let an extra fart in the day. Much less choke down that you support an imbecile who is probably below subpar IQ for a president. I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't need to choke it down because I don't give a shit about you or who you support. Notice, and I don't remark on any of your Trump, pro-Trump posts and stuff. Do you know why? Because I had your dumb asses muted. Because I'm not fucking ignorant. And I know how to handle Facebook. So, fucking bye-bye, motherfuckers. Uh, it's just, people are insane, dude. They are crazy. But anyway, I got off a little bit on a tangent there. But these idiots who feel empowered through social networking, uh, and by the way, that includes someone at the top that I've been talking about in this in this podcast episode so far. We have an idiot in chief that's empowered by social networking, don't we? Seriously. Can you even imagine anyone else that's been president tweeting all the bullshit that's being tweeted? There's a disconnection to have between how you are on social networking and how you really are in real life. And that is that is especially present if you're using social networking incorrectly. If you're using it correctly, you are on there who you are in life. If you're using it incorrectly, you're fucking Superman, badass, Billy Bob, gun owner, dumb shit, Trump buddy, or Hillary pro champion, whatever, or Barack, the sun shines on his ass every day, Obama supporter. That's who you are on Facebook or social networking. And in real life, you're just Joe that works at fucking, you know, the corner shop down the street every day. That's who you really are. But on social networking, you're Barney Badass. Well, tell you what, I, I got rid of a couple Bar Barney Badasses within the last few weeks and good fucking riddance. All right, I'll be back. Uh, I got to go to the ad here real quick. And uh, when I come back, it'll be a little bit more fun episode. So take it away, Kyle. All right, we're back. Okay, well, sorry, I got a little heated in that first part, but it's pretty ridiculous, man. So nobody should have to put up with that bullshit. All right. Uh, what I'm into right now, obviously, you guys know, I am into vinyl, big time. A uh, couple big purchases I've recently had um, would be Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. Now, that's the first Black Sabbath album without Ozzy. Um, it's from 1980. And it's when they switched to Ronnie James Dio uh, as their lead singer. And Ronnie James came over from another group called Rainbow at that time. And uh, he did two albums with them. And I think he did a live album called Live Evil. But the first album is Heaven and Hell. The second album is Mob Rules. But Heaven and Hell was another album that was given to me by my uncle. Uh, talked about him before. He gave me Pink Floyd Animals. 
Um, but he's 10 years older than me, and he introduced me to Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath as well. And, yeah, I'm not the biggest Dio fan. I mean, I saw him when I was younger. I thought he was pretty cool and stuff, but uh, not really a huge fan since then. Um, but I can tell you, I, Heaven and Hell is amazing. It is a fantastic album. Tony Iommi, the guitarist for um, Black Sabbath, is just really destroying in, on that album. I mean, just wrecking it. And uh, it's just a good album, man. I mean, in addition to the title track, which is one of the best Black Sabbath tracks, in my opinion, uh, definitely top ten for sure. Um, but there's other great songs in there, too. Children of the Sea, Neon Nights, uh, Lady Evil even is a great song. Wishing Well is fantastic. But it's a good album. If you've never heard that record, I highly go listen to it on Spotify. I'll put a link in the notes. Check it out if you haven't listened to that. That is a good hard rocking album uh, from the original heavy group, uh, Black Sabbath. Uh, another couple albums I picked up. Um, I did get Super Tramps, um, Crime of the Century. Another fantastic record. Uh, second track on that is probably the most known, one of the most known tracks by Super Tramp. I mean, they got lots of well-known tracks, but um, bloody well right um, great song um, but that album is is even more than that track that track that track is fantastic there's a song leading into that track the first track on the album called school uh, a friend at work had told me check out that track listen to it uh, on headphones blast it you know or listen to it loud blast it so I listened to it on some headphones and holy cow man I was really missing out not listening to some Super Tramp when I was younger. I think I kind of got turned off on them when I was younger because, I mean, I like Bloody Well Right. I've always liked that. But I think they had a lot of, like, I think they were one of those groups that had a lot of those, uh, and I know they didn't do, like, Ario Speedwagon, Sappy Traps, you know, tracks, like our Journey-type tracks, and I love Journey. But, but they did kind of, I don't know, they were kind of all over the place when I was growing up. So I think I kind of got turned off of them a little bit. Anyway, they're fantastic. That album, Crime of the Century, is amazing. And I highly suggest you check it out if you get a chance. Um, and then, you know, once again, Greatest Hits albums, man, I know. I'm going to go ahead and throw in the, uh, the soundbite here. Greatest Hits album. What do they say, Bruce McCullough, about Greatest Hits albums? Greatest hits albums are for housewives and little girls. Exactly. It's true. Um, but there are some groups that I don't mind greatest hits albums for because I really don't want to listen to the whole albums or I don't want to buy a bunch of their albums. Or maybe their records are pretty expensive, you know. I would be buying 20 records instead of one, you know, one double record. So I did pick up Steely Dan's greatest hits on LP as well. It's a double album. It's got all of it on there, man. And it, it's great stuff. Uh, but as far as listening to their albums separately, I just really can't see, you know, buying all those separate albums. And uh, really the only one I listen to all the time all the way through would be Asia. <laughs> so, so no thanks, man. Uh, I'd rather buy their greatest hits. Um, all right. What else am I into? Uh, Creep Show, the TV series. 
I finished a third episode last night, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the first episode I didn't really care for. Adrian Barbeau was in it, and uh, it was okay. You know, the second episode starts out great, and the interesting thing about it is the first uh, part of the second episode, because they have two stories in each episode. The first story is about werewolves in, like, Nazi Germany, and uh, United States soldiers there, and Blah, blah, blah. It's written and directed by Rob Schraub. Uh, Rob Schraub is a good friend of Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon had the Harmontown podcast. He also uh, created the TV show Community and is a co-creator of the TV show uh, Rick and Morty. So, great writer. But uh, so is Rob Schraub. Rob Schraub is a great writer as well. He had Scud. Uh, I cannot remember the rest of the Scud. The Disposable Scud, or something like that. It's a comic book, comic series he wrote. In- incredible. Disposable Assassin. Scud the Disposable Assassin. Check that out if you get a chance. It's really great stuff. But that particular story in the second episode is pretty fantastic, and I really liked it a lot. Um, it's, it's, you know, relatively simple. It's not super intricate or anything, but but it's a great, good horror story mixed with a little bit of World War II Nazi stuff. Check it out if you get a chance. Um, and then the third episode I just finished, I really liked the second part of that one, which is called Man in the Suitcase. I like that story a lot. I thought it was really cool. I highly recommend checking out Creep Show, the TV show, if you haven't checked it out yet. It is on Shudder, which is a subscription streaming service. It's all horror films. Pretty great service, actually. Um, and I think it's only like five or six bucks a month. So check it out if you get a chance. Uh, other than that, we've been watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt again. And man, I, you forget how good that show is, but it's a pretty great show. And uh, we've really, my wife and I have been watching that, just really busting up at uh, Titus Andronicus. <laughs> he is fantastic, but it's just a fun show, man. It's so wacky and silly, and uh, it's just good acting. It's a good show. Give it a chance if you haven't seen it in a while. And other than that, oh, I started reading the second uh, trade paperback of Mind Management, and uh, it's it's really pretty amazing graphic novel as well. I know it was a series of comics, but it's a pretty amazing story about this whole spy network and this this organization called Mind Management and how they control things. Check it out if you get a chance. I'll put a link to it in the notes as well. But that is it, guys. Studio is up at work. I'm waiting on some shelving units that are coming in. Um, I will put some pictures up um, just showing some of the stuff I have. The lights are installed. And I've also got, ended up putting the iMac on on an arm, like a uh, desk arm, which is weird because... If you know anything about IMAX, you have to order it without the stand with a vase amount or you have to order it with a stand and you can't change it afterwards. So it's one way or the other. I mean, you can, but I ain't tearing that thing apart like they show how to do it. So, so you can order a vase amount that attaches to your stand and you can put it up on a vase amount arm or mount that way if you want. Um, yeah, it still has a stand on it, but think of that little thing underneath like a little shelf. And it actually works kind of cool as a little shelf. Um, 
I think it's pretty great. I like it. I'm happy I did it. And I'll definitely, it definitely increased a little space for me to work on my desk. So there is that. That's about it, guys. Not much else to report this week. Sorry I went off so much on these fucking people that are attacking people on social networking. But I, I just really can't take it anymore. Can't. And I won't. Your fucking ass will be gone if you're on there acting like that. So that's it. All right, guys, take it easy. I will get back to you soon. But until then, uh, get off my lawn.